Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available on your podcast platform of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. episode 44 of the say hey podcast this is doug hayes aka say hey doug it is july 22nd 2021 i am without say hey rob tonight but we are bringing in a familiar guest co-host specialist brooks newson brooks how you doing today man doug it is a beautiful day as rob would say (laughs) the giants are going for the series victory in la tonight i'm excited about that uh, a dramatic comeback victory last night, thanks to Will Flo, Mr. Oh, Flores, yeah. coming on strong. There for you. That's right. He is everybody's <laughs> friend. How you doing? And hey, you uh, know, oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying. I, I just you know, last game at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, beat LA. Just like go out, go out with a bang, uh, and then see them next week. Uh, it's, so yeah, it's been cool, man. Because. Uh, obviously and we won't we got other things to talk about but you know with all that happened tuesday in the ninth inning well even before the ninth inning but ninth inning and then yesterday you know a 24-hour turnaround of uh straight payback revenge on your rivals uh in their yard um in the ninth inning off their closer i mean like it's i i think we're even now for the last two days like that was the quickest way to get back at them and tonight the Giants can try and go take three or four from the bums and get a three-game lead in that NLS man that'd be huge yep and uh you know it's like a eight-game swing that whole four-game series right it's you know if the Giants win all four or they lose all four that goes eight different games uh you know in each direction right so so uh you know definitely need to cap it off with a W tonight and uh since you mentioned it, I just want to add one other stat I found interesting. Uh, uh, according to Stats by Stats, this is the first time in the modern era the two teams, Giants and Dodgers, each had a ninth inning comeback win against each other in back-to-back games. I mean, wow. we're talking about the modern era. It's a century ago. Wow. So, um, baseball, right? Gotta love it. 
something it's, new. It's a beautiful sport, my man. Um, but, but we do have a lot to talk about, Doug. T- tell tell the <laughs> loyal listeners of the Say Hey podcast, uh, you know, this is a very interesting time of the year. We've been looking forward to this since March. <laughs> Honestly, we thought the Giants would maybe be in a different position and trying no to sell off some assets and uh, retool for 2022. Uh, we're in a much different position here, Doug. Well, I think if you were to ask us back in March, you'd be like, hey, you know, the Giants are probably going to be in a position to go add more prospects to their already loaded farm system. And, um, you know, let's just build for the future and be ready to go in a year or two. Well, things have changed, my friend. And uh, the Giants still, you know, I feel like I feel like this term gets overused, but best record in baseball. It's July 22nd, best record in baseball, 60 and 35, the Giants are there they are very much contenders they are very much in the position to be doing really whatever they want at this deadline because of the flexibility that they have created themselves for themselves which is great and we'll get into that but um before before we wanted to talk about trade stuff because that is next friday july 30th and make sure you're listening to the end because we have something we want to talk about um regarding the trade deadline next friday Uh, so make sure you stay tuned Stay and listen to the whole freaking episode, people. But listen, (laughs) Um, I want to talk about real quick, uh, you know, the IL. And there are several big names for the Giants on the IL right now, including a new one, which sucks because you could argue he's been the most valuable player. Um, Brandon Crawford was placed there the other day. And I think, I believe this was a, I was out of town again. (laughs) I've been traveling too much. I believe this was a strained oblique again. Or strained oblique, is this correct on this one? Uh, Mild. Mild. Lamont Wade Jr. had the same thing in the beginning of the year. And whenever you hear the word oblique, you think of, okay, see you in three months, right? That's when it's like in the grade four, like the really serious ones. And that affects uh, your power swing. Um, Oh, yeah. I would be out for five years if I strained my oblique. I'd be like, well, it's not going torque. to, yeah, not going to top golf anytime soon, Doug, <laughs> but Brandon Crawford has a mild one. They said 10 to 14 days. You know what? They said 10 to 14 days for Lamont Wade. He came back in 14 days. So yeah. I'm hoping let's cross our fingers. Lamont Wade is much younger and, uh, than Brandon Crawford. So, uh, everybody has injuries affect them differently, but, uh, you know, I think, uh, they, also mentioned um, Evan Longoria was going to be out probably six to eight weeks, and uh, he's coming up on that eight weeks uh, timetable yeah. pretty soon. I think he's going to have his um, rehab assignment coming up. Mm-hmm. I think I just jumped the gun there, but yeah, Evan Longoria. No, no, no. You're, you know. you're good. Uh, and I, yeah, we'll talk about Longoria in a sec, but just regarding Crawford too, mm-hmm. this is a guy that stayed relatively healthy this year for the most part, mm-hmm. uh, all-star, um, and has having a probably the best – all around year of his career at 34, you know, I want to ask your thoughts real quick. Um, it says 10 to 14 days and it's a mild, you know, could this been something that Crawford comes back in like five to six days, or are they just doing this thing again where they put him on the eye out and say, Hey, we're doing fine. Go get your rest, go, you know, rest the brain for a little bit, come back in two weeks and then let's pound it to the finish the rest of the season. I think I know what you're asking. I don't buy it. Not with seven, <laughs> not with seven games against the Dodgers. If there was any inkling that, you know, Hey, it's a two day thing. Just rest up. Uh, they wouldn't even worry about uh, placing him on the IL. I mean, he's so valuable to the team. Uh, everybody knows what he brings, what he's done. Uh, 
this team is not in first without Brandon Crawford doing what he's done all year, the big RBI machine that he's morphed into, the new batting stance. Uh, he's like, you know, taking his great at-bats into the field, playing marvelous defense. I mean, it's the whole the whole package, right? So all that being said, he is on the injured list because he's, you know, suffered that, uh, you know, awkward feeling on the oblique side after that swing. Uh, they obviously are always going to be cautious. But, you know, Doug, remember he was dealing with a little crampy hamstring just the night before. So I think yeah, we all thought – a little tweak. Yeah, yeah, we all thought, okay, must be the hamstring then. Oh, no, a new injury, right? So, yeah. so every, every starter on the opening day roster, except for Mauricio Dubon, has all spent time on the injured list this year, which is uh, – I should say opening day lineup, uh, not opening day roster, but – um, all that being said, yeah, you know, these guys are older and, um, you know, Posey took 10 days off, came back, hit a bomb in his first step out. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 having the extra rest is definitely something that you can do when you are in first place. If you are a 500 club trying to make a run at a wild card spot, you, you're going to say, hey, can you play through it? I mean, we cannot, you know, we cannot afford you to miss any time. So the Giants, they have the luxury of being in first place, a nice lead. They're not even scared of going into uh, three games behind the Dodgers, like us fans might react, you know, if they totally threw away this entire series, they're not stressing. Uh, True. It's something the fans do. We all stress about it. These guys are more level-headed. They have a long plan. They look at the calendar and it says July, Doug. So all that being said, <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there that a good rest for Crawford. All great points. And speaking of Crawford, he is the one that was also involved in that free play with you. You brought up Evan Longoria. So that happened uh, in the beginning of June. I think it was what June 5th or 6th. And now uh, last week he was transferred to the 60 day IL. I know some people kind of freaked out, but that's okay. Because guess what? 60 days is in two weeks. Um, and that opened up a 40 spot. So Evan Longoria Hopefully, you know, we hear that he's maybe down in Sacramento getting a couple rehab games in and, and he's back possibly by, um, you know, that second week maybe of August. Who knows? But, I mean, how much of a big addition would it be to have Evan Longoria back, who was having a pretty good year, you know, um, offensively and defensively? What do you think, Brooks? It, it, it helps in two different ways, Doug. It not only gives you that middle-of-the-order bat, uh, the clutch hit um, and not somebody that only relies on home runs. Like a lot of the offense has yeah. lately, he's just a professional hitter, right? Um, he's making uh, a, a lot of uh, pitchers nervous when he's in the on deck circle, he gives the guy that's at the plate better pitches because Longo is coming up. Right. So that is invaluable in its own. He plays awesome defense at third, uh, and the other way it helps is it does kind of round out the, the guys that have been replacing Longoria, like Wilmer Flores. And uh, eventually when Listell is back, you know, he's going to be in the mix at third. It just helps give those guys more rest and time off uh, different positions. Um, you know, you can bench maybe uh, Wilmer Flores against the righty and, and do all these things yeah. that they would normally do if you have all these guys healthy. So so it definitely helps in multiple ways. And then we can kind of combine the two other infielders that are hoping to be coming back. I know I, a lot of us, including myself, I know I'm very critical of Brandon Belt, but uh, yeah, the Giants are better with a, a healthy Brandon Belt, of course, especially over at first base. 
Um, you know, we were kind of worried that uh, initially the reports are coming out. This may be uh, something that required surgery. He could be out for the rest of the season. He's still on the 10-day IL. He was resuming baseball activities. So there is a possibility we could see him. I don't want to throw out dates. I'm no expert. I don't think the Giants have really released any dates. But Brandon Belt could be back. And then kind of tie in with Tommy LaStella, who has had a couple of minor setbacks. But it sounds like um, he will be, I think, playing again in, in AAA sack fairly soon uh, and could be up maybe in the next week or two with the Giants. So getting those two other infielders along with Longoria back absolutely adds depth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it goes back to just having a couple veteran professional at-bats, uh, you know, solid defense back in the fold. I mean, those are going to feel like mid-season acquisitions. Oh, they picked up a guy who's got 11 bombs, 28 RBI, uh, a 138 WRC plus, you know. Oh, oh, that's Brandon Belt. Oh, okay, cool. So they didn't have to give up anything to get that guy, that kind of production. And then, you know, Listella, it's just crazy. He's only had 75 plate appearances all year. Um, you know, we never really got a chance to get to know him. He got hot. He got injured right after he got hot. So um, Listella will just be like picking up a Tommy Listella out of nowhere, right? Without even yeah. – And that's where they put most of their money this offseason. Like he was their prize, quote-unquote, you know, acquisition Off. this offseason coming that's in. Right. And, you know, we've only seen a little bit of him. It's almost like we've forgotten about him, but those natural in-house additions are going to be huge. Well, you know, when you have a team of 30-somethings, you start making trades, uh, smaller trades uh, in people's minds. But it, it, just to, uh, you know, keep that depth, uh, not only just available guys that come up that are okay replacement level, but these guys like Lamont Wade, uh, everybody's talking about Lamont Wade Jr. He's got nine jacks. I mean, yeah. having that guy just come up and replace Brandon Belt's production – uh, almost amazingly. I mean, like you look at belt and his numbers are, are very similar. 253 average to 246, 363 on base to 340 for, uh, for uh, Lamont Wade. And then you look at the slugging percentage, 512 for belt, 508 for Lamont Wade Jr. I mean, uh, you know, Doug, if you didn't know better, you're still watching Brandon belt out there, but he just changed his name to Wade Jr. I mean, that's pretty good. And, and the walk percentage is very similar. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, he's – well, yeah, speaking of Wade, he's been a huge, you know, just hidden gem this year that nobody I, – I even think when it went down, everybody's like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> you know, but it worked out. And finally, because I know we want to get into talking about the de the upcoming trade deadline, but mm -hmm. um, I, I I did come across Kerry Crowley tweeted yesterday that Aaron Sanchez, Tommy LaStella are both playing tonight for Sacramento in Tacoma and – who also is available? Reyes Maranta. Uh, he is available with the River Cats as well tonight. So he could be a nice, a, another one in-house addition to that bullpen um, maybe in the upcoming weeks. So, yeah. yeah. I definitely want to highlight Reyes Maranta. He's, <laughs> I think during our preseason picks, he was our one of our candidates to lead the team in saves, right, Doug? I mean, what there was a... There were, there were plans, right? Like, oh, yeah, you can have Maranta in the ninth and McGee in the ninth. Like, uh, you know, four innings. I mean, he's had four innings. He had none last year with the shoulder injury, major shoulder injury. Yeah. Um, so we're we're all kind of, uh, you know, looking forward to having Maranta back. But I think 
I could probably speak for you, Doug. We've kind of, he's just been the forgotten man. He hasn't been somebody that we we're even close to counting on for innings going forward. We never bring him up when it's talking about, oh yeah, you know, this guy's coming back and they can trade for this reliever. We're not ever saying, well, you know, just when Mront is healthy, uh, he'll be good. He'll just go out there and, you know, finish the year with 15 saves. Like it's probably not someone you're going to want to count on, but be pleasantly surprised if he comes out there, uh, you know, dealing. Absolutely. And real quick, I mean, you said he's had what four innings this year. I remember in those, in that very extremely small sample size, you could tell that he's not hundred percent. His velocity was down. He was like topping off like 90, 91. This is a guy that would consistently throw in the mid nineties. And yes, I know he's coming off a big, you know, injury last year, but I'm hoping, obviously I, I, I'm not hoping, but I'm wondering if maybe he wasn't hundred percent. Now they said, Hey, go rest, go get healthy. Let's rehab you the right way. And who knows, maybe his velocity's back. And um, he could be, yes, a nice secret addition, you know, mid to late year uh, for the Giants this year. So, yeah, he's officially three ticks slower on the fastball average. It's yes, it's only four innings, but yeah, he averaged 97.4 in 2019. That was his big fastball arm that Giants fans and and everybody alike were uh, saying, hey, this is going to be the closer of the future. Um, Then he got injured. And then in those four innings, yeah, 94.3 he averaged. I know there were some games where he was hitting 95 and the other games where he was hitting 92. He had yeah. some 91. So I think that was starting to hint that this guy is not healthy. He's not healthy, correct. So, yeah, hopefully he's figured that out. But let's – okay, so great news regarding all these guys that we could possibly be getting back internally without even having to make any moves. Obviously, it would, there would be some difficult moves that need to be made, you know, uh, DFAing guys, maybe moving guys. Um, on the 40 man active roster, but let's start in to get, let's start and get into these uh, trade possibilities and these rumors that we're starting to see surface again, we're eight days out from the trade deadline. Um, and let's start with the first one that we saw come out. I believe it was Tuesday in regards to uh, Marlins outfielder, Starling Marte. Um, mm-hmm. I know this guy was a pretty darn good ball player with the pirates for many years. Uh, he's having a pretty darn good year uh, with the Miami Marlins this year. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, Brooks, talk about Starling Marte and, and and him possibly being a fit for the Giants. I think, yeah, I mean, it's obvious that Starling Marte would be a fit for any contending team just in general. He's got an F war right around three. I mean, that's just – he would easily be the third best position player for the Giants behind – Posey and Crawford. I mean, that would be a mid-season pickup for sure. I mean, that's a guy that you bat lead off uh, second, maybe. Um, 19 stolen bases. That's something yeah. that stands out immediately for me. Um, Absolutely. He did miss a little time. I think it was a, like a rib cage injury or something like that. So he missed a little bit of time. He's played in 59 games this year. Uh, I think everybody's right around the 93, 94 game mark. Um, so, yeah, he's missed a little time. Um, but what stands out to me is if the Giants are indeed interested in this player, um, we're talking about a rental. We're talking about a guy that um, recently declined a three-year, $30 million uh, extension. Uh, that's like good money for, you know, a guy his age, right? He's he's going to be 33 after like pretty much during the, the postseason. Um for him to turn down three years, 30 million to me, doesn't mean he doesn't think that money 
is acceptable. It, to me, it seems like a guy that wants to find a team and hurry up and win yes. before his career is over. Yes. Um, that, that's my take on it. Um, he obviously is going to go into the off season with some suitors. So if you were to sign that extension now, yeah, the money is like cool, secure it. Um, you know, not have to worry about anything, you know, your agent dealing with, you know, bugging you, Hey, are you going to make a decision? Um, but so how does he fit in with the giants? Um, yeah, the giants are winning right now. Uh, if they were to pick this guy up, uh, they could potentially, uh, give him like a, you know, two to three year deal, maybe something obviously a little bit more than what the Marlins offer just out of respect for the guy. They have tons of money to spend. Why not? Right. Uh, or they can just say, you know, Hey, we just wanted you for the two months. Uh, you know, good luck. So they have that option. If they were to pick him up, it wouldn't cost very much because yes, he is a rental historically rental players, unless you're an insane superstar, like uh, putting up numbers that Shohei is putting up, you know, um, yeah. you know, JD Martinez that one year, right. He got traded. I yeah. think he had like something like uh, almost 30 bombs at the all-star break. And then I uh, finished the year with like 45 or something like that. But that was like, okay, that is a guy that's going to cost a lot of prospect capital. Like I don't see the same for Starling Marte. He's definitely putting up good numbers, but um, Giants do have the pieces that they can move for him. It wouldn't cost a one, two, or three in their system. Um, and the very last thing about Starling Marte is that he's not a home run reliable, uh, I should say home run relying player. He does spread it out. You covered a lot there, and I'll. But I, the two things that stick out to me, and they tie together in it. But it fits for Farhan and what he likes. He's having a career uh, best year regarding walk percentage. It's usually around four or five percent for him. It's up to eleven and a half percent this year. That's respectable, especially mm-hmm. for a guy that's doubled his walk percentage and his on base percentage this year. A career high three eighty nine. Farhan likes that stuff. Okay, so I, I'm sure he's definitely on the radar. Uh, plays a pretty damn good center field still. He's got a 5.2 defensive rating this year. Um, and, you know, the fall of Steven Duggar has commenced. And, uh, you know, Marte can hit lefties. Steven Duggar cannot. So uh, the numbers show that. So this would definitely be uh, uh, an interesting pickup if it were to go through for the Giants. So Starling Marte, rea- reality, it's possible. Um, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, Zach Davies of the Chicago Cubs. Uh, getting a little uh, a rumor mill going to the Giants. I don't know a ton about Zach Davies. I know he doesn't throw very hard. I know he's kind of like that middle um, of the rotation back end guy for Chicago. Um, I have his stuff right here. He is a free agent after this year. He's only getting paid uh, just under seven or nine million this year. So he'd only be owed three to four mil, which is nothing. Money's um, not an option for the Giants. Money, they're, yeah, exactly. they're like $60 million under the, the exactly. luxury tax. I'm just talking to talk because I love to hear myself talk. But, yeah, he's he's uh, he's thrown 97 innings, um, 4.35 ERA, 4.85 FIP. So talk about what you know about Zach Davis and how he would fit into this Giants rotation possibly. Right-handed arm. He is, uh, you know, probably another guy that won't cost much at all. Um, Cubs are, are literally they're, Cubs are falling into the pool and they're trying to pull in people with them as they're falling in like come with me <laughs> and that's kind of where it is right they they just want to like can I get anything for Zach Davies like anything at all like a number 47 overall prospect in some team system maybe 
that person will turn into something, right? That's what I see for Zach Davies. The numbers are very underwhelming. Uh, he strikes out as many batters as like Tyler Rogers, yeah. you know, less than six per nine. Um, and to go with a really like not looking good walk rate. So that combo is like not good. Uh, FIP says that he's, his ERA is pretty true. Is four eight five FIP, so it's it's just not not a great pickup. Not somebody that any of us would go crazy about and just hope that he turns into like the pitching version of Scudero out of nowhere. But like, no, I I don't think any Giants fan would. I think Giants fans would rather just have Aaron Sanchez be the Zach Davies pickup. You know what I mean? Who, like I said, is thrown tonight for the Rivercats. So he is trying to get back on track to possibly rejoining the big club. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just looking at Zach Davies. I know last year he had a decent year uh, with the Padres, um, a 2.73 ERA, 3.88 FIP. So he had like a, a an average above average year last year in 69 innings. But nice, um, yeah, nice. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I would almost be just like we might as well. And I said this on Giants Chatter earlier. Johnny Cueto's not going anywhere, um, at least not this year. He, I, I am, I am certain that he stays in the rotation. He's that veteran presence. I know that's cheesy, cliche remarks, but he does. And as long as Logan Webb stays healthy and on the roster, uh, Brooks, uh, you know, <laughs> I think that uh, uh, I, I think Logan Webb will be in the rotation too. And we're starting to see him get a little stretched out more, kind of back into normal amount of innings. So, oh yeah, I mean. If those guys are in the rotation, that means everybody's healthy. And yes. that is the question mark. Uh, more so with Logan Webb. We know he's coming back from a shoulder issue. Um, ended up being a little bit longer than we all expected. And he came back. And now he's on these pitch limits. And, you know, he's kind of building back up his strength. So you never know with Logan Webb. Um, and then you, you talk about Johnny Cueto. You know, he's he's – you know, he missed about a month or less himself. And, you know, he's, he's like 30, what, five, 36. I mean, he's, he's older. So yeah. you never know. Yeah. yeah. And he's definitely been like hit or miss every other start. So, um, you know, we'll see with regards to Johnny Cueto, but the next guy I, uh, I posted this, I think this is from our buddy Taylor worth, correct. Uh, regarding Danny Duffy, mm-hmm. the uh, lefty from the Kansas city Royals. I am a little more interested in this one because, um Duffy who's currently on the IL but um again according to Taylor he he is supposed to uh, return within the next couple of weeks he is a free agent after this year he's owed about 13 this year so just under half of that which again money's irrelevant um he'd be a pure rental 32 years old again lefty he's having a great year he's uh, thrown 61 innings a 251 ERA uh, 3.4 FIP, so he has been a little forgiven by the defense, but still having a really good year um, for the Royals and uh, a respectable 959 uh, strikeouts per nine innings. So, um, talk about uh, Danny Duffy possibly adding another lefty alongside Alex Wood, uh, Alex Wood to the rotation. Yeah, Danny Duffy is a player that I've kind of looked into over the years, um, just kind of. It always kind of seem, you know, the Royals always feel like they're going to be trading guys every, every summer, right? They're, they're not in it. They are going to trade uh, players and you can upgrade your rotation. I think he was definitely uh, somebody that I was looking into uh, in the trade deadline last year, um, just as a lefty. Uh, we needed another lefty in the rotation there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he is a guy that is probably – 
it, it's a combination of hitting this uh, trade deadline at the right time and the wrong time. Now the right time is because he's pitching his best in quite a while. All the numbers are saying this is like, you know, whether he's doing it with smoke and mirrors or he's literally found something, he's figured it out and he's pitching really well right now. He's getting the results uh, as, you know, 65 K's and 61 innings. Um, yeah. Slot him in, in your rotation. But at the same time, he's also on the injured list right now. Um, so you do got to acquire this player with some thought in the back of your mind that, Hey, there's a chance he doesn't pitch at a, for us at all. Has a setback, has another setback. Uh, you know, it's September now. When's he going to pitch? Uh, you know, get him into a rehab game. You know, is he going to play for you? So you need to be careful when you are surrendering a prospect or two. I think it would take a couple minor league players outside the top 30 for the giants. Uh, he is a rental. I've said this so many times, rental pitchers, especially starting pitchers, they don't get you very much uh, anymore. So uh, it would definitely be like a dart throw, but like a little bit better of a dart throw because he actually has pitched well when he's healthy. So I completely agree. I, I This is uh, one of those guys like through the years, he's kind of been like, oh, well, that's Danny Duffy and with the Royals, like feels like he's been there forever, but he is. He's he's arguably having, you know, the best full season of his career, at least since, you know, 2014. He had a pretty decent year when they won the American League that year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I would like I, I agree with you in regards to what you would give up for him. I don't think it would cost too much, especially again. He is a true rental um, and probably someone that I don't I don't know if the Giants will look into bring him back after the season unless you know he just pitched lights out with which you know if that happened awesome that means the giants are probably playing late in october if they added another starting pitcher that can contribute you know consistently so i am intrigued by the danny duffy one i am intrigued by it and the you know the marketing team can just sell old matt duffy jerseys uh to all the fans (laughs) so Give him number five. Oh, sorry, that, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that pays for itself, right? I mean, they already have those sitting in a uh, a storage locker somewhere. So, uh, no, but yeah, Danny Duffy, I, I will say it would be kind of a weird timing thing too because I feel like go get a Danny Duffy, uh, that a healthy Danny Duffy like literally a week ago and pitch him against the Dodgers who have a tough time against lefties. Uh, if they don't get Danny Duffy until, or I, I should say, if they get Danny Duffy and he doesn't come back until August, you're talking about, um, you know, like one more series, I think, against the Dodgers or, or two more, I guess. I mean, it's Yeah, and it's I think they're both at Oracle. So Yeah, yeah. It, it would have um, been nice to have already made these trades before they come to town next week. But whatever. It is what it is. So regarding one of the latest recent rumors, here's the last one. And um, I'll kind of let you talk about this one since you know, I think, a little more about it. Let's stay at Kauffman Stadium and the (laughs) Kansas City Royals. Yes, Whit Merrifield, who has been on everybody's fantasy team uh, in the top five uh, rounds. Uh, I think he was drafted in the third round in fantasy in my league, at least. I mean, (laughs) he is a great player, does it all, stolen bases, uh, you know, Definitely a, a bat that you can uh, put at the top of the lineup. Um, and this is what uh, – there was a report, um, 95-7 the game, had an article called Five Potential Landing Spots for Whit Merrifield via Trade. Uh, Tim Kelly from Odyssey Sports, he wrote this little tiny piece. I'll just share it here. He said, we mentioned that the Dodgers love players with positional flexibility. Well, both Giants president of baseball operations, Farhan Zaidi, 
and manager Gabe Kapler previously worked in that front office uh, at the time of publication. The Giants have 60 wins, the most in the National League. Well, yeah, most in baseball too, buddy. Uh, but as they <laughs> hope to hold off both the Dodgers and San Diego Padres, they could certainly use some reinforcements. Merrifield would represent an upgrade at second base and or in left field for the Giants. And it's definitely been documented that left field is a kind of a very um, underwhelming production area for the Giants this year, uh, whether it be Dickerson just only doing just enough and, uh, you know, kind of mixing matching uh, players due to injuries. Um, it, it is what it is, man. I mean, they, they could pick up a Whit Merrifield, but I think just, you know, probably not the, the right fit. I, I'm not even looking at too many offensive upgrades unless it's a humongous slam dunk. Uh, slam dunk, basketball, in a baseball chat? Oh, well. Uh, a humongous, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> underhand to the to the plate there. No, I, I really think um, La Stella should be coming back. Um, you know, we're, we're going to get belt back, which would put like a Lamont Wade uh, in left field or something instead, you know, and there's your left field upgrade. It's just – the Giants can have a lot of flexible movement on the offensive side, but we'll save this for the later part of the show, but there is definitely a, a certain players that you cannot say, you cannot deny that they would just light up the Giants offense hundred percent. So uh, I'm not really buying the Merrifield thing. And I also don't think the Royals are too keen on moving him. I don't think so either, even though, yeah, he would be a sweet addition, especially with this contract situation. Um, he's, he's, you know, under contract through next year, he signed a deal in 2019 for four years, just over 16 mil. So money, again, nothing, not an option, or not a big deal at all. He has a club option for 2023. So if, if somehow the Giants were to acquire him, he would be here for, you know, one to two more years at minimum. And then, um, again, uh, Merrifield's a guy that can hit, you know, lefties and righties, 109 plate appearances this year uh, against lefties hitting 286 and then 304 plate appearances against righties hitting 269. So he's an everyday guy. Um, usually if you'd be in there, I, my only thing is, is thinking from Far- Farhan's perspective is we've, and we've seen it now. Um, it's not always about quality. It's about quantity and striking when it's hot. And, and he's done that with guys, uh, you know, like a Yastrzemski or uh a Flores or a Wade Jr., you know, those kind of guys. And um, although Whitmerfield already has a, you know, reputation in uh, baseball, this is another guy that they can bring in, play multiple positions. Like he is definitely a uh, prototypical Farhan guy. Doesn't walk as much as maybe he would like, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, his his positional flexibility is huge. So I agree, probably not likely, but would be, I, if the Giants got Whitmerfield, I'd be like, hell yeah. So. Yeah, and, and what if they got Whit Merrifield and he's doing pretty much exactly what Tyro Estrada is doing right now? <laughs> yeah. And Tyro Estrada would have to be moved to Sacramento in this sense. And I think the organization does consider these type of things. They're saying <laughs> Tyro you know, Estrada is seven years younger than Whit, Whit, Whit Merrifield, yeah. so that matters. Yeah. Whit was a late bloomer. He's 32. Um, so... Uh, I I think and and I think it's it's finally time we mention this on this uh, portion of the show. But um, we got to remember there are a lot of teams gunning for huge holes in their offense, huge holes in their pitching rotation, huge holes in the bullpen, and uh, 
you know, you look at the Giants and you're going, wait, 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 you're going to expect to get a lot of these kind of holes filled just internally. Um, then what are you even like, what would be the point? They're not going to outbid the Phillies, the Dodgers, the Brewers. The, you know, these are all the teams, uh, White Sox, that were connected to potentially be interested in Whit Merrifield. They're not going to overpay to no. to do what they uh, think they're going to get out of like a Listella platooning with a Tyro Estrada, you know, I just don't see how it would be a fit. So, well, what they're missing already is spread out literally all over the field. You know, <laughs> yeah, you got you got several infielders. You have a starting pitcher. You have yeah. a reliever, and they already have a ton of healthy outfielders right now. So, I mean, if the Giants, whatever, we could save that for a whole another episode, another day. <laughs> if the Giants did absolutely nothing, I'm not saying that they'd be like, hey, ready to go, but they would still contend just fine because of the way they're built already. So. Mm-hmm. Um, the say hey podcast is sponsored by mantica bedquarters whether you're located in the bay area or the central valley head out to mantica and visit mantica bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns and foster tempur-pedic and other top brands mantica bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms, such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money, like we are right now, just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. Let's move into where I think you're going to get a little excited here. The potentially available position players... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not going to believe who we have on this list first, Brooks. You want to talk about your guy here? Yeah, he's, uh, he's a big wine drinker. <laughs> Joseph Gallo, uh, first of all, potentially available, is starting to disappear every day. Every day I start to feel less and less that he's even going to be moved. Um, doesn't mean that he will finish his cur- uh, current contract with the Rangers, but – uh, they could talk themselves out of trying to move him this summer and, you know, just see what they can get out of him uh, in this upcoming off season. So I'm to- they would have to be very overwhelmed. Some team would have to, I'm going to use this term overpay. A team will have to overpay to get Joey Gallo onto the roster. Like yep. let's just talk even the Dodgers, right? The Dodgers, if they got Joey Gallo, do you think the giants will feel pretty good about the NL West? I don't think so. I think they already are worried about it because even with all their missing pieces, they're still putting up a really good fight against the Giants. And they're, Corey Seager will be back any second now. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're getting nothing out of Cody Bellinger. I, I, yeah. I, think, I think he's a little more talented to just finish the season this way. I think he's going to get, get hot. Going. Yeah. So if they were to add a Joey Gallo to the Dodgers lineup, we're, you're talking about Josiah Gray, the arm that just came up uh, the other night, plus a Kiebert Ruiz. Uh, their number two overall prospect, that would be number one, number two. Um, 
that is, I mean, the uh, Dodgers system isn't as good as it once was because they keep promoting guys and they keep trading them for Mookie Betts and Machado a couple years back, right? So they're, yep. they still have a very strong system, but the top pieces would have to be moved, I think, to get a Joey Gallo. Um, so right there, you're starting to look at, well, if the Giants wanted to get Gallo, it would cost a lot. And a lot of players that they'd have to give up um, are not players that, you know, you and I would be uh, too excited about losing. But it is Joey Gallo, and that guy mashes, and he would immediately put the Giants as a favorite going into, uh, geez, NL Pennant probably, if they got oh, Joey yeah. Gallo in there. So well, so I, I just want to wrap on my part of Joey Gallo by just saying I don't see him going to the Giants because Farhan, to me, is not going to – go all out for a hitter. I feel like if he were to go all out in a move, I think it would be for a pitcher. I agree. And I kind of just a backstep on what you just said. Uh, the, the giants are in a position where they have enough positional players. They don't need to, unless like they, they go out and strike gold and, and get a positional guy that can contribute. They already have those coming back internally. I do. I think Farhan's going to focus on the mound, whether that's starting or relieving, but yeah, you're looking at Joey Gallo, a guy who is, you know, just wakes up out of bed and is a, a, just a scary power hitter. He's already got 24 this year, which may not be like right at the top, but he's definitely going to finish with probably 35-ish home runs this year. Um, 52 uh, runs batted in. And the great thing I've noticed about Joey Gallo as well um, mm-hmm. in his age 27 season, he his walk rate is up to 19.5%, career high, his strikeout rate, although still bad, but it is a career low of 31.6%. Um, so he, and it's lower it than like Steven Duggar. Yeah, it seems like he's figured stuff out. And I know I, I joked a couple weeks ago, and, and you jumped on me, saying I don't think he's that great in the outfield. He's not having a statistically great year defensively. He's got a negative two-and-a-half defensive rating. But Joey Gallo's very good in right field um, to go along with his current 22.3 offensive rating and his 3.3 war. So Joey Gallo, whether he stays in Texas or goes somewhere else is going to be a very nice addition to anybody that would get him. So, um, and he's yeah, got probably, options. No, just he's got options. Uh, <laughs> probably not likely, but man, uh, Joey Gallo would be freaking sweet. Um, same, same 3.3 F war that both Crawford and Posey have. So imagine just having, Another I mean, one of those. Obviously, he's With got more, more bombs, bombs, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. He's yeah. got more bombs. But, I mean, you would put in a statistically another Posey slash Crawford in your offense. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? It would cost – I'm not even kidding you. It would start with Elliot Ramos and go from there. Not even joking. I think people yeah. need to start getting realistic when it comes to some of these trades. Yes. It's not going to be for Talkman and maybe Sean Jelly and call it a no. day. It's just not, it's not how it works. It's, it's like you started off this conversation with Joey Gallo is a guy you would have to, because of the market and the competition and mm-hmm. the uh, want, you'd have to overpay for him. And the um, Rangers hold the cards, man. They don't have yes. to actually move the guy. They're not up against no. the clock. Not they desperate could... contract-wise, nothing. They can go and field uh, calls from most of the teams in the winter, you know, even teams that aren't going to be a playoff team this year, but like the Phillies could go after him, for example, and just say Harper needs another bash brother out there. Like they're going to go get him, but they might not want to move for him now because they don't really feel like Gallo is just the missing piece for the Phillies to go all the way. You know what I'm saying? But they can feel like they could retool. And that's just my one example, the Phillies, right? They're a 500 ball club. They're not going to say Joey Gallo puts us over the top. So. 
Now, our next guy here, this, this one I think definitely has more, um, you know, traction than a Joey Gallo, and that's Chris Bryant. And we've seen his name for quite some time as being a great fit for the Giants, and he would. He's a typical uh, Farhan guy, can play pretty much anywhere. Uh, I, I know his first few years he was like purely a third baseman, but listen to this. 28 starts at third base, 26 in right, 25 in left, 14 in center, and 12 at first. He literally plays everywhere now, which is so valuable uh, to Zaidi and Scott Harris. Oh, I brought up Scott Harris. There's your Chicago Cubs tie. Uh, And he's a free agent after this year, and I'll get to that in a second because you already know how I feel about that. But he's on the one-year deal with with $19.5 million, Um, so he's probably getting paid, you know, eight the rest of this year. But he's having a great year. I know he had – I felt like he had a, a kind of a lull uh, last year, but bounce, bounce back great this year. Um, you know, hitting 264. he He's got 16 home runs, 48 RBIs. Uh, just a very versatile guy that, uh, you know, a lot of people like. He's, he's a good dude. Um, and I think he'd be fun to see over here in San Francisco. Now, I'll, and I'll, I'll let you go, but give me one second. He's 29 years old. Now, I wouldn't give up. I, I don't want Chris Bryant right now. I know we have Evan Longoria coming back, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Um, they've been getting by with playing Wilmer over there. Obviously, we've seen Jason Vossler there. Um, you know, you, it's not like – like Chris Bryant would definitely, of those names I just mentioned, have the best bat, most flexibility, put him in the outfield. But I don't want to give up anything because I think there's a very good chance he's here as a free agent after the season. Um, for a four or five year deal and the Giants have the money to spend and they'll go get him and he will be the third baseman of the future for the Giants. I don't want him right now. I'm just, that's, that's my gut feeling. And I think that they would probably have to give up a little too much of the future right now for two months of Chris Bryant. Ooh, I feel like that soundbite, it gives me chills because I'm going to go back and snip it out later and just say, see, Doug called it, man. No, uh, I'm going to completely shut you down there, Doug. Chris Bryant Ooh. not coming to the Giants ever. You know, ever. We, need a little, we need a little contrast on here. Even if there's you a know? fire? <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. messing with you. He's going to call Chris Bryant dad. No, uh, <laughs> no, but just tell me, tell me this. Uh, Chris Bryant – not a guarantee he even gets traded. I know everyone's like, oh, obviously the Cubs. If the Cubs don't get the package they want, which is probably like a, you know, a talent uh, consistent with this year's second round pick, right? Um, then they can just hold Bryant and go ahead and offer him the qualifying offer. And Chris Bryant turns it down. And, uh, whatever team has to sign him has to surrender uh, that sandwich draft pick. And I like sandwiches. I would hate to give up the sandwich, especially <laughs> one just for Chris Bryant. Now um, what that means is it's a, it's a pick between the, uh, the compensation rounds in the first and the second. So that's a pretty, you know, that's a good slot pick. That's like a million dollar pick right there. Um, so that player would be surrendered. And you're talking about a Scott Boris client, which, um, you know, they play hardball. I mean, some of yeah. his, some of his guys don't even get, uh, get out there because like, I don't know, uh, uh, Rick Purcello, whatever happened to that guy, Scott Boris client, they played hardball and they, they just stuck to their guns and they didn't like the deals that they were being offered. And he has no contract here. He might go and pitch for teams, uh, you know, in a showcase and try to get a new deal next year. I'm, I'm getting a little off topic here, but that is a Scott Boris client. They do some weird stuff. 
Uh, so Chris Bryant would be one of those guys where Scott Boris says, hey, Doug, he plays in center and left and right and third and, and first. And, and look at this guy. Look at his WRC plus. Look at it. Look at his eyes. Look at his dreamy eyes. Right. <laughs> and he's going to try to get the most, you know, whether it's Yankees or whoever is, they're going to try to get a bidding war going. Uh, I'm spending a lot of time on Chris Bryant here, but I just want to wrap it by saying, I don't see Farhan doing that thing, man. I don't see Farhan getting into a bid, uh, big bidding war for one of these type of guys. And, um, you know, you get a qualifying offer offered to you if you are somebody that they think is going to turn it down. So I think he would turn it down and try to get that big deal because Scott Boris absolutely is looking for 200 and something million versus 18.6 million qualifying offer. Do you get where I'm going in there? So Farhan ain't that guy. I ain't that, that guy. guy. You're not that guy. <laughs> uh, I a hundred. Listen, I, I don't want to sound stupid. I'm not, I'm not backtracking on what I said. So I think we can both agree. Giants, not this season, not happening now beyond 2021 um, and into the future. I, I a hundred percent agree with what you're saying. And, and I've actually said it myself. I don't see that. I don't see Farhan going out and spending big money on big name guys um, because look what he's already done. I mean, this, this, it, <laughs> you know, history can go down. The Giants can win the World Series this year, and you can look at this roster and be like, huh? How the hell did they win a championship with this roster? Because there's like a bunch of nobodies team. on this name. I, but, but that's what I mean. You know, like yeah. the way it's been structured, yes. And, uh, and I, trust me, I don't, I don't want to go back to any – I don't want to go back to the Bobby Evans philosophy. I don't want to change it. I am 100% bought in on what Farhan's doing here. I'm just saying after this season – the Giants have a ton of money, and I've always been saying, hey, go spend it on pitching and, um, you know, promote your bats, your offense from within. And there are several bats that will be there um, in the near future. But yeah, not, I'm just saying, Chris Bryant, his versatility that for you. could could be, could be a, a target after a season. I, I'm not backing on that. The reason why you could be right here, Doug – because you've been right before. I, I think it was one Once time, twice. right? Twice. <laughs> Just kidding. You knew where I was going with that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, this, you're right. The, the money available, uh, they can afford to overpay. The window to win has been moved up. It is now. Yeah. Whatever they do this upcoming offseason will be to help the 2022 team repeat as world champions, obviously. What? Uh, sorry, I get a little excited there. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, but yeah, Chris Bryant definitely will be a target. I just, I get all, I get interested to see, you know, some people will point out that they went after Bryce Harper. I think a lot of that was ownership driven. I, I don't want to get into it. That I agree with. It's a, and we never seen the contract actually being offered. Might've been a handshake, uh, verbal kind of thing, but without any terms. So, uh, that I don't think was legit. This could be a legit pursuit of this guy. This is a guy that they could bring in because um, Evan Longoria, you know, it's going to be his final year next year. So, you know, whatever, right? It doesn't matter. You can put, like you mentioned, Chris Bryant anywhere and the DH is coming to the National League. So true. a lot of options there. Options, options. Options, options. Brooks loves options. Um, next guy, Trevor Story. And can we we'll shut keep this, this one, one down short. quick? Yeah, can we we'll shut this down quick? Short. Not happening, people. Yeah, he, he, he's out there. He's available. Some team is going to, you know, they're going to br bring him in. It's not going to be the Giants. Yeah. Uh, even if he was in a different division, in a different league, I just don't see uh, what does that message send to Crawford? What does it send to even a Tyro Estrada that's like, 
And I know they're talking about moving him to a different position, but I just don't see it. And well, he he's a, a he's a really good shortstop. But it, you absolutely. know the thing is the thing. Can, uh, here's my one thing I'll say about Trevor's story. He's really good, but or I'll say two things. One, he plays in Colorado. That matters. Two, uh, you know, for a guy that's in a contract year um, at age 28, going into his prime. He's not having a spectacular year, people. 82 games, 11 home runs, 43 RBIs, hitting 243 with a eh, 316 on base percentage, and he's slugging 423. Brandon Crawford's having a better year. You're not going to go get Trevor Story right now, especially Tyro Estrada's been doing just fine, filling in at shortstop when we need him to. Um, Trevor Story's not coming to San Francisco now, and I don't think after this year either. So let's just shut that down. Yep, nothing else to add other than uh... – you know, even if they wanted him, they're not going to mess with the division stuff uh, with a player like that. Would they get a like a John Gray, like the guy you mentioned? I could see them going for him. Um, I didn't mention him. That's Rob. That is, or no, it's Stevens guy. Oh, Stevens guy. Sorry, Stevens yeah. guys. Uh, yeah, John Gray. And and uh, you know, this could be a quick little segue into the starting pitchers. Um, you know, we 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 talked about you know the Giants probably aren't going to you know I don't see them going out for a big hitter, but I could see them feeling like a move that could help this team's pitching rotation and 2022 and beyond because there's a whole lot of open spots next year. There's no guarantees that Gosman comes back. No guarantee that DiSclefani comes back. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are counting on Gosman to come back. They really are. So need some security. Yeah. You know, there's uh, they, or get a teammate for Gosman to, uh, to slot in there. There's no, definitely no guarantee that Alex Wood and uh, Aaron Sanchez come back. So there's going to be some openings, especially yeah. uh, the future of Logan Webb. Uh, you know, yes, he's most likely going to be there, but you know, a lot of teams are going to be asking for Webb uh, when it comes to upgrades this summer. So, and there, there are no starting pitchers in the farm system that are like for sure ready to go next year at all. The closest thing, Sean Jelly, and he's been hurt. Um, and he's in double a Richmond. So, you know, the starting pitching, whether it's now or, you know, next week or after the season, there's going to be a lot of stuff that needs to happen in this rotation. So we have two names here. Um, if you listen to our trade machine special a few weeks ago, um, both these guys were brought up by Brooks and I respectively. So Brooks start off with your guy first here. Yeah. And, uh, you're not going to be hearing a bunch of things that you haven't heard before. Uh, it's, it's just, Basically, um, you know who Jose Barrios is. The Twins recently said, you know, they're setting a lofty asking price for Jose Barrios. um, And as they should, because uh, they don't, it's kind of like the uh, Joey Gallo thing for the Rangers. It's, you know, they could try again this winter to move him if they have to, uh, or they could, you know, the Twins could feel like they have a chance next year to kind of bounce back. They still have a lot of guys, a mix of young guys and like a guy like Donaldson who's around for a while. So, so Barrios could uh, potentially stay put Minnesota. It would uh, just like the Gallo thing. It will uh, require a hefty overpay, uh, especially with that article coming out. So um, not much else to add about Barrios. Yes. If the giants did acquire him, he would uh, slot in there in the, you know, two or three um, right near uh, disco, um, you know, they have a lot of guys that they can move to the bullpen, like uh, Alex Wood even. So, so uh, yeah, Barrios would be definitely an upgrade. I just, uh, I'm not really, I'm not really sure about it anymore, Doug. I just, you know, Farhan, I don't feel like he's going to get pushed into that category where, hey, you got to play by our rules, Farhan. You're going to have to give us that Elliot Ramos and such. Because uh, I, I do feel like it would require that. And the only other thing I'll add is, as I mentioned before, other teams are going to be 
definitely going for a Jose Brios. Uh, he is one of the top uh, available arms. Well, yeah, and it's interesting to see what the Twins do. They've they were a, a lot of people had them, you know, finishing first at worst, like second in that AL Central this year. Um, not mentioning any names, Brooks, but <laughs> no, but you know they have been kind of like the opposite of the Giants. They've been a pleasant or a surprise disappointment this year mm-hmm. and who knows what they're going to do in the next week because literally right before we jumped on here they traded you know one of the best dhs in baseball the last few years in nelson cruz to the race so and he was a rental yes so it's definitely a sell move um but we'll mm-hmm. see what they're going to do um in these next eight days barry uh yeah barrios having a solid season would come in and and fit probably right behind you know gosman and discofani be that three guy in that rotation so he'd be a yeah. huge addition um and he's he's 27 years old um yeah and, and just arbitration eligible after the season so yep and he could help the uh the 2022 giants as we mentioned exactly I mean, these, these are i mean i'm not uh, totally ruling it out um but these are the moves if farhan would get a pitcher uh he's either going to get a rental that's like a danny duffy that's not going to require much or he's going to get uh, a guy like barrios who he knows he can give up a little bit more because there's a chance to not only have uh, them win this year, but try to win again next year, yes. uh, young enough to be re-signed. So uh, not totally shutting it down, but I did think Barrios was going to be a guy for a while for the Giants, and I'm starting to, I'm starting to lose that light. I just don't know. I just don't know. Um, and speaking of investing in the now and the future, I'll bring up my guy who was my starting pitcher want um, to go at the trade deadline, and that's Kyle Gibson of the Rangers. He's 33 but he's having a really good year, 107 innings pitched, uh, a 2.86 ERA. And, um, you know, he's not going to dominate you with the strikeouts, just 7.57 Ks per nine. But um, this is a guy that the Giants saw twice this year um, and threw very well in both starts. And, uh, like I said, he's 33, but the great thing is, uh, you know, he's under contract through next year for less than $10 million. So the Giants would get a veteran who has proven to be, uh, you know, have an average above average season next year. He's a guy that would, you know, bring in some security, like I said. So um, it would be interesting to see what the Rangers want to do, because kind of like what you said earlier with, uh, you know, Joey Gallo, I think there would be a little more of an urgent or a, a want to trade a Kyle Gibson. He's older. Mm-hmm. Um, he is having a career year. Um, but, you know, they don't absolutely have to trade him. If, if he was in a contract year right now, shoot, he might not even be in Texas anymore. He might have been moved already. But it'll be interesting to see. I, I would love adding a guy like Kyle Gibson to the rotation. And you better believe that the Dodgers or the Padres saw what Kyle Gibson did against the Giants this year and really uh, pretty much shut them down, Doug. I mean, you, yeah. you saw the games. Uh, it was um, it was definitely uh, a guy that opened our eyes like, oh, yeah, okay. So he, we, we've now seen the numbers, but now we've seen him actually pitch. And he shut down the most powerful lineup in Major League Baseball. So, uh, yeah, I think the Padres and Dodgers are going to try to get this guy as well. Um, and it just comes down to is, is Farhan going to win that type of bidding war, even entertain being in a bidding war? Um, yeah. Is he going to give up the uh, the prospects required? Um, or is he going to just say, hey, I got Aaron Sanchez coming back, say, Sammy hey. Long, say, hey, you know, that's what we say on this pod. Um, <laughs> so I, 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 get, I, I get so weird about it. I just like – I feel like this team is, is, is built to keep going and then add the injured players back into the fold. And they're, it's only going to help them get better. Or do you just say, 
we're going all in, baby. Let's go. Let's get Barrios or let's get Gibson and totally shut down the Dodgers. Avoid that wild card game. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, it is crazy times, man. Because a week it from is. now we're going to be racking our brains going into the Friday deadline. So. And you bring up, and I'll try and wrap this up real quick because we're going along per usual, but that's what we do. We love to talk. Uh, but, you know, a Kyle Gibson would, I think, fit more into the Dodgers' plans. One, because, yeah, they'd love to block anything from the Giants. But, two, they need, they need starting pitching right now. Obviously, uh, Dustin May's gone for the year. Uh, who knows what's going on with Trevor Bauer. He may never pitch not only this year, whatever. Trevor Bauer's not available right now. Clayton Kershaw is, um, you know, a big question mark right now. So they are down on starting pitching. I mean, you got Urias and Walker Bueller and Tony Gonsolin, but beyond that, not much. So the the Dodgers will very much be in play for starting pitching uh, in this next week. So you better mm-hmm. believe they could be looking at uh, Kyle Gibson as well. So yep. um, let's move on uh, real quick to what I think the Giants really need to do, and that's look at the back end of the bullpen. And let's start off with the big name. Let's go right into it. Craig Kimbrell of the Cubs. Uh, having a uh, really solid uh, comeback year. He'd been kind of blah the last couple of seasons, but this Very is cool. like vintage 2000, like 13, 14 Craig Kimbrell uh, with the Braves. I mean, he's just been really good. Um, 35 in the third inning. He has 22 saves, a .51 ERA. <laughs> Uh, you know, doing it with two pitches. Uh, and he has that vesting option after this year, which is interesting. But um, Craig Kimbrell is probably the number one reliever uh, on the market right now, I think. Um, what would he do for the Giants? I, I mean, this is the – I think this is the name that gets all of us excited. I mean, you, you oh, never yeah. see relief pitchers build a big F war. You really just don't. They, they don't play enough. Um, they're never like really big in that category. Uh, he's got a 2.0, Doug. It's just nuts. It's just like, really? This guy's been worth two wins as a reliever? It's just like, you don't see that very often. Uh, strikeouts are always, uh, you know, premium in the ninth inning. We've talked about it so many times. Uh, you know, when you walk to and give up a, a bomb on a 72 mile per hour pitch, uh, you're probably Tyler Rogers facing the Dodgers. And I'd much rather have Craig Kimbrell out there than Rogers. Uh, and yes, he had a bounce back last night. Happy about that. But, you know, sure. uh, what, what else can you say about Kimbrel? He's having an epic year. I mean, his fastball velo is averaging 97.2, just like last year. He's always been in this kind of upper uh, 90s range. Uh, he's just doing it all, man. Um, limiting the home runs. That's what he couldn't do last year. That's why he's having such a good year is keeping the ball in the yard. Uh, strikeouts are ridiculous. <laughs> 61 and strikeouts in 35 innings, dude. Like, come on. It's pretty much you're, you're going to expect him to go strikeout, pop-up, strikeout, inning over. Like, that no is kidding. his season. So, uh, and it, his FIP is 1.10, Doug. So, anytime you can get a guy that has a FIP that's 110 means, okay, so literally this is the guy. <laughs> I don't um, need anybody behind me. I'm just going to go gosh. strike everybody out. And, that's and what that get, says. <laughs> Yeah, and you go back to uh, you think the Dodgers wouldn't like to add this guy too? I mean, Jansen, two blown saves in a row. Uh, okay, um, if Kimbrel went to the Dodgers, all of a sudden we're all you know going, oh great, okay. So, I'm worried. Yeah. This so this year. is a move to help the Giants and block the Dodgers, and he's around next year with that vesting option. Um, so go for and it. And get he Kimbrel. is 
he is a reliever, um, which, uh, you know, most of us, especially on Giants Chatter, our admin have been vocal about relievers don't, I mean, he will cost some, but th- you don't have to give up a ton for even like elite relievers sometimes, especially, uh, you know, on a team that's, you know, who, who still knows what the Cubs are going to do? I don't know. But uh, yeah, interesting to see uh, if the Giants can go get him. Definitely a huge addition. Uh, the next guy. Just one last thing. I'm sorry. I, I, no, I, I have to mention this to the listeners. We're talking about a guy who you mentioned, 0.51 ERA. Last year, in 15 innings, his ERA was 5.28. The year before that, 6.53. He was battling some injuries. Yeah. So it's, it's the perfect uh, scenario for the Cubs. He's having his best, best year ever. Uh, I, I don't want to say ever, but ever for the Cubs at this moment right now. Perfect so time it, to get rid of him. It, it is pretty crazy because you could also get worried about what he did before this year. So, anyways, just want to throw that out there. Go get Kimbrell. Now, this next time, this next guy, uh, he's been closing games for the Pittsburgh Pirates this year, Richard Rodriguez. We've discussed him a couple times on here before. We'll try and keep this one quick. I was a little more in on him, and then our buddy Brooks here kind of talked me out of him. Uh, you know, he doesn't have that dominant um, strikeout stuff. Only 7.47 Ks per nine um, this season, but he doesn't really walk anybody, and he's having a decent year, 2.65 ERA, 2.60 FIP, especially with a team that's struggling. That's why he only has 13 saves. Um, but Richard Rodriguez having a, having a good year um, and is under control for a couple seasons. So why or why not should the Giants go after Richard Rodriguez, Brooks? Uh, I would say why not because, uh, you know, sure, yeah, he, he'll – um, I should say, why not get Richard Rodriguez? Because he's good, right? <laughs> he's having a good year. But I don't see him being the solution for the ninth inning, the way for this team's aspirations to go all the way. I don't feel like he's the guy. I, I mean, I'd rather probably just have McGee pitch the ninth inning than Richard Rodriguez. I'm really and he's I, already I, here. Strikeouts, strikeouts, yep. strikeouts. I, I can't say it enough. Um, that's what I want in the ninth inning. So I would say Kimbrell, give him the ninth. Then you move uh, McGee and Rogers into the eighth. And then Kimbrell needs a blow, put in uh, uh, McGee in the ninth. And that, to me, is a team that's going for it. If you pick up a Richard Rodriguez, I, I just feel like a compliment to your bullpen. Eighth inning guy, and now he's pitching the ninth sometimes. And I, I, I'm not sure. I don't see it. How can I put this uh, into audio? You're not getting, you know, you're not getting that guy. <laughs> you're not getting that guy. That You're not getting that Craig Kimbrell, that guy that can come in and just shove it, you know, and just dominate you in, in 10 to 15 pitches in the ninth inning. Especially, like, like, if you bring in a Richard Rodriguez to face the Dodgers or the Padres late in the game, you know, uh, with those lineups, that's going to be a little worrisome. Uh, and we already have a guy that doesn't throw super hard in Tyler Rogers, who is hit or miss and save ops. So, yeah, like, yeah, McGee, especially since May, has been pretty damn good in save opportunities. But, again, I think we agree. Go get someone that can finish games. Um, and we agree that Richard Rodriguez probably isn't the right fit for the Giants. So, A guy that's literally makes the opposing team scared. You got to get your runs now before <laughs> yeah. Kimbrell comes out there. I mean, that is like a legit thing. And, uh, you know, so I could see that uh, Richard Rodriguez – not so much, but hey, you know what, Doug? I'm feeling spicy. Why don't I just get both of those guys? Huh? Huh? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Make it happen. <laughs> Thanks. And we have one last, more guy. Last guy. 
Uh, familiar with uh, Tyler Rogers just a little bit. Oh, they're twins. Um, Taylor Rogers separated from, at birth. The, <laughs> from the Minnesota Twins. Uh, yes. He's having a, a pretty solid season. In fact, his numbers are probably a little better than um, – or should be even a little better than they are. He's having a 3.43 ERA type of year, but his FIP is 2.2. Really which good. means um, he's running into some struggles probably with the uh, other, I would say, seven guys behind him um, defensively. Uh, I'm not including catcher for those of you that's doing math. Uh, 39 and a third innings this year. Um, he does have eight saves. Uh, he did have 30 saves two years ago with the Twins and a mm-hmm. 261 ERA. So Taylor Rogers is really good um, that he's a little different than uh, our Tyler Rogers, uh, because this guy will throw in the low to mid nineties. We don't get that with Tyler Rogers. So he is mm-hmm. definitely a different type of pitcher than his brother. And something that I think the giants are a little more interested in give you a guy that can strike dudes out in the ninth inning. Yep. And, you know, we, we talked about the twins selling off, uh, uh, you know, Nelson Cruz earlier today. So yeah, Taylor Rogers could be a guy that they're working on moving as well. Uh, and he's been really consistent um, every year. Strikeouts above nine, you know, 11, 10 this year, 13. I mean, 13. those are good strikeout numbers. And he does not walk guys. I mean, less than, I mean, something about the, the uh, Rogers family, because Tyler Rogers doesn't walk guys either. He just had a tough yeah. uh, night the other night, but he really limits the free passes as well. Um, doesn't give up a lot of bombs. This twin Rogers uh, having a good year. And a fastball velo is a mile per hour faster than any of the prior years. So he's throwing it harder, uh, you know, doing everything for a losing team. So get him onto a winning team, match him up, confuse the fans. Hey, Rogers pitching again. What? Um, (laughs) It it would be really cool to see two brothers in the same. I don't think we've ever seen something like it. Um, Not only just in the same bullpen, but literally in the back end, you know, like the really, or I should say the front of the bullpen. Um, anyways, uh, under team control through uh, next year as well. So uh, this would definitely be a guy that would uh, really entice uh, Farhan. I just, I also wonder if the twins will see Farhan calling and just say, nope, I'm not answering it. I see what Lamont Not Wade's again. I'm <laughs> not, not going to get beat by you again, Farhan. <laughs> So, I don't care uh, if it would make us better. We're not doing it. Uh, yeah, and just you brought yeah. up the contract situation. Free agent in two years, arbitration eligible next year, which means he's probably not going to get a ton more than the $6 million he's making this year. So even though he has, he would definitely earn winning an arbitration case, um, you know, Taylor Rogers is probably be around for the next two years plus with the Giants. So um, definitely a guy that would be seriously considered. So I think – Relieving wise, we'd obviously want to go Kimbrel for sure, who would definitely help us right now. Rogers and then you know uh, Rodriguez. So um, yeah, man, that was a lot of good stuff. Uh, that was all fun. Um, before we let you go, uh, just want to let everybody know that next Friday, uh, July thirtieth, from nine a.m. to one or one thirty or whenever, um, we will be doing our Giants Chatter Trade Deadline Special. It'll be live. So make sure you're joined up on Giants Chatter on Facebook. Uh, We will be having uh, some special guests. We're going to have Jeff Young, who's been um, on the Say Hey podcast a couple of times, and the great Roger Munter, who uh, runs a website and podcast. There are Giants. um, Just really awesome with this prospect coverage. 
Um, and all seven of us admin will be there. Um, so we're super excited because this is going to be, and we, we understand there may be some stuff, hopefully that happens before then, but there's nothing like the last three, four hours at a, at a trade deadline too. We're going to be talking baseball in general. We won't be just talking heavily on the giants, but mm-hmm. major league baseball across the board. So excited, so, super excited for it. So, um, Brooks, you got anything to add, man? Uh, thanks for coming on and, and being on as usual. No, man. I mean, I, I'm just having a lot of fun uh, this season. It's going just, you know, much crazier than we all expected, man. So just enjoying the ride and, uh, you know, taking everything one game at a time, always looking at the next uh, upcoming series. You know, we got the Pirates yeah. coming to town, that whole thing, right? So right. so I, I'm having a lot of fun in Giants chatter. Uh, we've built up a cool network there. A uh, lot, of, lot of good knowledge being thrown about. Uh, stronger than any other Giants group, I promise you. Even the That's groups right, that buddy. have 50,000 members. These guys here in Giants Chatter, these guys and gals, they know what they're doing. So um, stoked on it. Uh, looking forward to the trade uh, deadline special coming up on Friday, July 30th. And, uh, yeah, I mean, interact with us too, guys. I mean, we love it when comments come in. We'll literally talk about whatever you're commenting on, like, live. We'll, we'll – We'll kind of, oh, yeah, we didn't think about that. Uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and, you know, answer that stuff while it's happening. And it's it's going to be poised to uh, be a fun trade deadline. Uh, they, they're calling it a frenzy is what the executives are predicting. <laughs> so very excited. So thanks and, for having uh, me on, Doug, too. Absolutely. And, um, and not to uh, fail to close out with this, uh, the first three games, Giants and Dodgers have been fantastic tonight, you know, it gets even better. We got Anthony DiScafani and Walker Buehler who are both having fantastic years. Um, this is going to be fun. Game four, Giants win a night, gives them a three-game lead over the Bums and three of four in this series at Chavez Ravine. So go and freaking I, Giants. Beat LA, dude. I, I can't wait for Robbie Lewis's uh, game recaps. They, oh, it's what I, I, I wake up and I go, I can't wait for this recap tonight. Um, he's been killing it. So say, hey, Rob, I know you're listening. Keep it up, buddy. We love your recaps. You tell the truth. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. For Brooks Newton and say, hey, Doug, go Giants, beat LA. Beat LA. When the Giants come to town, it's bye-bye, baby. Every time the chips are done. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.